as a lot of people who are still feeling the impact of the pandemic and potentially have lost fan members unnecessarily because of this man's actions. And it's not hyperbolic to say that. No. That's the reality. And so... And he lied to our faces. He straight up lied to our faces. Hi, Benji here. I'm Ollie. And And you're you're listening to TikToks, the podcast where we unpack TikTok's hottest trending topics. From pop culture to social issues, we'll be stripping back the layers, helping you understand what's going down on the For You page, and saying how we feel about it. Whether it's Couch Guy, Berries and Cream, or Kate Bush's latest banger, nothing is off limits. Tune in every week for your dose of TikToks. Hello, hello. Episode 7! I love that for us. Halfway to... I'm not going to make that joke again. Yeah, let's let's not. (laughs) Wait, halfway to what? What were you going to say? A hundred. A (laughs) hundred. Yeah, seven. To be honest, I can't believe it's been seven already. Mm. Are we going to do something special for number ten? So, like, next recording? Yeah, we could think about it. Should we get, like, Piers Morgan on the podcast? Let's not. (laughs) Let us know if you have any suggestions what we could do for number 10. Mm, Yeah. Speaking of number 10. Oi! That was smooth. That was a good segue. That was a good segue. So the first topic we're going to talk about is Matt Hancock. We're going to be talking about Matt Hancock. I'm sure people listening to this are probably rolling their eyes right now or having a a sharp exhale of breath at that name. But for those who don't know why Matt Hancock is in the news and why we do need to talk about him today, let's have a recap, shall we? So Matt Hancock was the health secretary of the UK in 2020. He was appointed by Theresa May. And so was the health secretary when uh, the nation was plunged into lockdown after the outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, he essentially didn't do a great job. I think that's that's fair to say. I think that's pretty, pretty fair to say. And I'm going to go into detail as to what exactly he did wrong, just so we're all clear and we're on the same page. But the reason why we're speaking about it is because he was forced to resign. And again, I'll go into why. But he was forced to resign, and now he is the MP of West Suffolk. Well, he was the serving MP of West Suffolk. He's been suspended now because he is in the jungle. He is now on a reality TV show called I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here. For those who haven't seen that show, it's fronted by Anton Deck, and it's where celebrities go to essentially get back into the limelight, really, don't mm. they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a fun show. Regain some relevance. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun show, but it's very well known that people go in there to get some buzz again. And in exchange for the buzz, they have to eat bugs <laughs> and do challenges and sleep outside in the Australian outback somewhere. And it's quite, it's quite an entertaining TV show, right? But it is a reality TV show and Matt Hancock is on there this year. And he has caused the show to receive about a thousand Ofcom complaints. Wow. Yeah. What is an Ofcom complaint? So an Ofcom, Ofcom is the, that is a very good question. (laughs) So Ofcom is the regulatory body that deals with various forms of media, including television. Not you asking me a question, you the answer to you. (laughs) I did this for my Stop my, my research. But no, <laughs> I, I asked it because, you know, people may not know what Ofcom okay, is, right. right? So they deal with essentially <clears throat> regulating the media, making sure that things are appropriate for the channels that they're on. Mm. Carry yeah. on. So Matt Hancock being in the jungle has caused the show to receive a ton of complaints with people saying that he shouldn't be in there. 
it's a disgrace because of what he's done. But actually, when I was doing my research for this, some of the complaints are actually for people saying that he's actually being mistreated and people mm. are bullying him and being mean to him. Some of the people in the jungle have been a bit abrasive to him a little bit and people have been complaining about that also. So Yeah, so when you call into Ofcom, yeah. you can make a complaint about the content mm. on, a, well, in this case, a TV show. Another example was Love Island. There were lots of Ofcom complaints yes. about, I think, mental health and Jack. Ja- yeah, Jack. Whatever Jack's, his name was, Jack's. Yes, and his treatment of Paige. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, very divisive character uh, on this season's I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. But why? Now, I think it's really, really important that we actually break down exactly what Matt Hancock did wrong and why a lot of people are angry. Because it's not as simple as he was just, like, not so great of an MP. When you actually break it down, I think it makes it really clear as to why some people are angry. So I'm actually going to pull up a handy article. Thank you, Grazia. <laughs> it was the best summary I could find and it really breaks it down. I have not heard of Grazia. Grazia, the, the women's magazine. Oh. As well, I shouldn't gender the magazine, but it's a fashion and beauty oh. lifestyle magazine. I guess it's like aimed towards women. But also has handy articles. About like Matt one. Hancock. About Matt Hancock. Love that. Okay, so the first thing he did wrong was the care home scandal. So early on in the pandemic, care homes and retirement homes were treated as something of a dumping ground for those infected with COVID. I don't know that wording. But for those who have COVID, at a time when little was known about the virus and panic was rife, essentially he sent people who had a deadly virus to care homes where people were vulnerable already and immunocompromised and so more susceptible to contracting COVID-19. And it's estimated that that led to the deaths of 32,000 people in care homes in the first quarter of 2021. People who did not need to die if Matt Hancock had not just been like, oh, screw it, let's just send all these people to care homes to, you know, sort them out. The second one is the PPE shortage. So at the height of the pandemic, there was a huge PPE shortage issue. I remember seeing it on the news of all these nurses and doctors saying that we don't have enough PPE, yeah. which is the protective gear that people who are treating others with COVID need to wear to make sure they don't contract the virus themselves. So it's essential for battling the pandemic, essentially. And then we didn't have much of it. We were meant to have a store of PPE set aside for emergencies, but for whatever reason, not my uncle's fault necessarily, but that store was not maintained. And so therefore we urgently needed PPE supplies at the height of the pandemic. And instead of Matt Hancock giving money to actual trusted suppliers to provide the necessary PPE that was required and urgently, there's an ongoing inquiry into how this happened, but essentially, allegedly, he passed those contracts under the table to people he knew. So not necessarily the trusted suppliers of PPE. And essentially a lot of those suppliers supply PPE that was just faulty. There wasn't enough quantity and it wasn't enough quality. Mm. Uh, There's a TikToker who I love called Davey Moo who said that it pretty much was as good as just burning that money to a crisp because that PPE that was supplied was just not fit for purpose. Which is pretty gross negligence from the person in charge of health for the country. Right. There is also the 1% pay rise he gave nurses, which I don't need to explain why that's 
horrific during, you know, a, a pandemic when we were all standing outside clapping. 1% pay rise <laughs> and some claps every and Thursday some claps, night. And some claps. So that, there's that. Okay. Like um, it's the, the nursing equivalent of paying someone any exposure. Yes. No, it literally <laughs> is. It's yay for you and a 1% yeah. pay rise. Mm. Then there's also the test and trace contracts that he did give to his mates as well. So his mates did very well during the pandemic. So there was meant to be this amazing test and trace system, which was meant to help essentially track the, you know, contraction of the virus. So we can know how it was spreading, where it was spreading, where the hotspots were. We could even potentially track infections. I remember I got it and like, you get you get a notification being like, oh, you've been near someone who has the virus, you should get tested. But it just didn't work. It didn't work. Basically you just entered any sort of indoor area and you'd get buzzed. And then also the amount of times I would get a notification and then it would be like, you were near someone with COVID three weeks ago. Mm. It's like, okay, well... <laughs> bit late now, <laughs> bit, bit late now. Ultimately, it wasn't fit for purpose. And then it came out that, again, he gave the contract to somebody that he knew yeah. to do. Which obviously is not in the public interest. It's obviously in, in his personal interest. And then the final one, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. He broke lockdown rules. So Matt Hancock had a video leak of him getting handsy with his top aide, Gina Polladangelo in his office at a time when the lockdown rules meant that you could not go and even see your family in hospital because it was so tight, everyone had to be at home, you had to be in your bubbles, you could just pop out to visit a mate, do you know what I mean? We were in lockdown and during that time he was having an affair with somebody that he worked with, disregarding the fact that he also has a wife and kids. And when that leaked, it, shortly after that, he was forced to resign. Not very hands, face and space of you, Matt. <laughs> no, not, not at all. Not at all. So yeah, so that is the summary. I would also add that he is the MP of West Suffolk and has ditched them during a cost of living crisis to go and get paid £400,000 to be on TV and repair his image. 400 grand. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> so, well. Would you go on I'm a Celeb? I mean, obviously you're not relevant enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not relevant enough. You're Neither right. am I. You're right, but yeah. Would you go on? Of us are. If you um, were. No, not for me. I think I'm more of a big brother person. Mm. I like the setup of being in a house and being recorded sure. and like vibing. I think I would enjoy that sort of setup. The issue I have with I'm a Celebrity is the bugs. Mm, I'm not yeah. I'm not a big fan of the, the bugs and having to be surrounded by rats and all that mm, stuff. Yeah. Would you go on I'm a Celebrity? No. Okay. Maybe. I would just refuse to do every task though, so <laughs> I wouldn't do very well. Okay. Oh, would you also not be good with creep recorders? No. Like that? no. Okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah, so to return to the topic, that's exactly why some people aren't happy with Matt Hancock being in the jungle, because essentially he did break lockdown rules. He did, you know, mess up test and trace and also mess up PPE supplies and also gave uh, our nurses a 1% pay rise while he was in, in power and the care homes, right? A lot of people died unnecessarily at your hands while you were in power at a very critical time, right, in this nation's history. Now he has in the jungle said that he takes full accountability and he's really sorry and he just wants a bit of forgiveness. He's in the jungle to also raise awareness for dyslexia and he's also donated some of his fee to a hospice in his area as well. And yeah, and he's just trying to kind of move on. Yeah. So my question to you is, is this, right? Should we allow Matt Hancock to move on? Is him expressing remorse on a reality TV show? You can probably tell what my opinion is. Yeah. But is him expressing remorse on a reality TV show enough? 
Okay, let me let me try and be pro Matt Hancock. How on earth am I going to do this? <laughs> no, but, be, but, but be honest. Yeah, like, I think this is quite a serious issue. So I don't think you necessarily need to play devil's advocate. No, like say it how it is. Okay, so what is in favour of him is that he was health secretary during an incredibly difficult time. Anyone could have made mistakes. Anyone would have made mistakes. So. Does the fact that those mistakes were made by him mean that he is to never be forgiven and never, like, forget what he did? I think still yes, because they were really bad mistakes. And I know that I, if I were offered a job that I'm not competent to do, I wouldn't take it. I don't speak on things that I don't have the qualification to speak on. So why would I take the job of health secretary? if I don't know how to do it properly. I imagine most people are saying, oh, well, we should forgive him because he made mistakes, but no one's perfect. It was a hard job. But if it's a hard job, don't take it when it's got so much responsibility around it. And going into I'm a Celeb is not the way to apologize and to raise awareness for stuff. It's far too whimsical of a show to be trying to put across a sort of poignant message of remorse. Maybe some point we come to forgive him if he goes through all the proper procedures, but I don't think he's at the point of being able to show face on I'm a Celeb without facing criticism. I'd like you to unpack that a bit more, because I agree. Yeah. I'd like to unpack that a bit more. So would there be a point where he could go on the show and it'd be fine? Hypothetically, and at least for some people, some people are never going to forgive him. And... That's your prerogative. Maybe if he devoted the next like five, ten years to making amends, to showing that he is sorry, that he is remorseful, and to doing meaningful things that help out the country, then sure, maybe we could get to a point where there was enough water under the bridge for him to go on I'm a Celeb. But a year after... When did he resign? When did Matt Hancock resign? That is a good question, actually. June 2021. Yeah. So a year and a bit after he resigned to Mm. go on I'm a Celeb, having, let's be honest, we haven't really heard from him. No. Well, we have. How have we? What have we heard from him? So this is my second article. Okay. And this is on The Independent, The Indie 100, um, which is a great publication. And that's because they've interviewed me before. <laughs> a complete timeline of all of Matt Hancock's attempted comebacks and rebrands. Okay. So I thought this was also very important to highlight. Yeah. Some of these I recognised, some of these I didn't see, I missed them. But I think this is also important to bring into the conversation because this is not the first time he has tried to do this. Right. And I think when we actually go through this, it kind of highlights that what he's doing is intentional, right? And pointed, and there's an ulterior motive. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. And more so than people realise. So, here we go. Complete timeline. So, there was the marathon, right? So, he ran the last London marathon, and he set up a fundraising page, and probably expected to receive the usual reaction such a page creates. Instead, he was inundated with trolls, spoof messages, and roasting. So, you know, you could argue that maybe he just wanted to raise some money 
many people would love to run a marathon and raise some money for charity. However, you could also say that it's a pretty good PR move to do something really public for charity. Okay. Then he released a video of him chatting to people on a high street in his constituency to a ton of people who mysteriously all supported him. One woman said, it's so good to see you. I think you're brilliant. While another gave him a fist bump. So he released his own positive PR video. Mm. Yeah, okay. Then in December last year, so this was, by, by the way, so the marathon thing and the video was before Christmas. And he only resigned in June. Yeah. His PR person was, was already on the job. Okay. Then he went to the Jingle Bell Ball. What is that? The, so Capital FM has right. this, it's where Jesse Nelson had the whole viral performance. Do you not see that? No. Jesse, no Jesse Nelson, right? Yes, from Little Mix. Bad, bad boy. You know I love a bad, bad boy. Okay, she performed at Jing the Jingle Bell Ball, which is basically a ton of pop artists, typically people who have gone on Capital or Capital tends to play, perform at a stadium and people go. Yeah. Um, and you see lots, lots of celebrities there and it's a big thing. So Matt Hancock went to the Jingle Bell Ball. So mind you, I said, it, look, it's a pop star celeb thing. Sure. Not only did he go, he walked the red carpet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, I want to show you a photo of Matt Hancock and people listening. You have permission from me to go and find this photo of Matt Hancock at the Jingle Bell Ball. Right. This is him. Is he in jeans? He's in jeans and a and, and a turtle a, a Steve Jobs turtleneck. Oh my god! On the red carpet at the Jingle Bell Ball, six months after he resigned, was forced to resign. Okay, but I also want to get into this, right? Yeah. Capital FM and ITV made conscious decisions to let him do these things. So Max Bellete, yeah, did a video mm. on TikTok. So he's a TikToker, for those who don't know. Did a video about the Matt Hancock situation and said that he was interviewing people on the red carpet and Matt Hancock wasn't meant to walk the red carpet. He actually pushed through all of the security and walked the red carpet unasked. I don't believe that. Well, that's what Max said. So go and take it up with Max. Okay, but let's like think about this. Okay. Did Matt Hancock push through security to walk on a red carpet? Why do you find that hard to believe? Because this is security at an event with a lot of well-known people. But he's also well-known. I could definitely see how he may have just like walk, been able to walk through and be like, I'm Matt Hancock. Anyway, that's besides Maybe. the point. Maybe, I don't know. That's besides the point. I mean, the whole ITV thing, I, we can get onto that. Can we park that point? Sure, we get, because sure. That's yeah. a good thing to raise. Yeah. We can discuss that. Right, okay. Because we're not done. No. So then... So the London Marathon, the interviewing his constituents and... The Jingle Bell Ball. And then, in February of this year, Matt Hancock appeared on Stephen Bartlett's podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Secret diary of a CEO. Yeah. Or some diary of a CEO, a CEO's diary. I don't know. <laughs> Stephen Bartlett's podcast, right? Yeah. He appeared on this podcast. Yeah. Talking about, I don't know, his life. I didn't listen to the episode. I wasn't going to give Matt Hancock my streams. Sorry. Mm. Uh, but he appeared on the episode and, and it was clearly him trying to restore his image, apologise, make amends, whatever. And this is a, you know, Stephen Barnard's podcast is a very big podcast. So, yeah. You can it's kind probably of, you like can, number one in the UK, right? You can read between the lines yeah. and see why Matt Hancock would do that. Okay, cool. Then it says he became a crypto bro. I don't know what that means. We're going to skip past that. <laughs> and then he announced that he's writing a book. He's writing a book about his experience. 
what it looked like being house secretary, what actually happened at the time, and the inside scoop. Is he going to give us the inside scoop? Because that might land him in jail. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there is an ongoing public inquiry <laughs> yeah. into the mishandling of the pandemic response mm. by the government. And his involvement in it. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's important to know, all of these attempted comebacks, when I said if he makes amends, none of these are making amends. No. They're all very superficial mm -hmm. things for him. Yeah. They're not things for the people who he's wronged. No. They're things to make him look better. Like, it's been a year and a half since he resigned, and he's done nothing to make the necessary amends. And then he goes on I'm a Celebrity to make those amends. It's not the right forum for it. It's not. It, it's not. And I think when you lay it out like that, in terms of the things he's done since he re resigned and, and left office to repair his image, the superficial things he's done, yeah. it's easier to see this latest move for what it is, which is just another attempt to do a cheeky rebrand and get people to forgive and forget without actually taking accountability for his actions and demonstrating change behavior and making amends, as you said. And if this doesn't work, he'll try something else. And if that doesn't work, he'll try something else. Yeah. Until we get to a point where we see him in a different light. He's done so many random things that people just forget what he did. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. And it's so insidious. It's the whole... Politicians as celebrities, mm. like Donald Trump. Mm. Yeah. He's essentially trying to do a Donald Trump, right? He will definitely be trying to become prime minister in the future. And he's going to try to use the fact that he went on I'm a Celeb and sort of regained public favour to do that. Boris kind of did the same thing whenever he had... I mean, maybe this is a conspiracy theory, but it makes sense. Whenever there was something negative in the press about him, like the buses with Boris's face during Brexit or something, he would then make up some absurd story to capture the media attention. So when he was asked, what do you like to do in your free time? It's like, buses, I like to paint model buses. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but it's very much the... And the, suggestion, the suggestion was that he wanted, when you type in Boris bus, it to no longer come up with Boris's bus on the Brexit thing, but to come up with Boris likes to paint little buses. And there are quotes of him saying, if you just create enough of a whirlwind of mess around something, then you distract them from what's going badly. That feels very much what Matt Hancock is trying to do. I didn't know about that, but it makes sense. Yeah. I didn't know about the whole bus thing. Yeah, that's exactly what Matt Hancock is trying to do. And the thing is, the reason why I really wanted to expand on when you said it's not the right time, but he's not at the right point. The thing is, it's just still so, so fresh. Mm. It's so, so fresh. It's really, really, it's a sign of his own privilege and maybe how much the pandemic maybe didn't really impact him in his life, like in like in a human way, right? Obviously he was in a hard job, like no one can deny that. But in terms of maybe his, how it impacted him in terms of life lost and, and all that stuff, because there are people who lost people a year ago, less than a year ago. There's a lot of people who are still feeling the impact of the pandemic and potentially have lost family members unnecessarily because of this man's actions and it's not hyperbolic to say that no that's the reality and so you and can't... he lied to our faces 
He straight up lied to our faces. Yeah. When he was talking about sex, like, are you allowed to have sex during the pandemic? Mm. He joked about how he was in an established relationship with mm. his wife while he was having an affair. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's way, it's way, way too fresh for you to come on our TV screens and expect to be forgiven instantly. And it's really spitting in the faces of everyone who was affected by his actions. And no one is saying that, well, this, I can speak for myself and say that, I'm not saying that he is an unforgivable person, that he has done something that is far beyond the rounds of him ever being able to make amends. But it's just way too soon in the sense that I don't really believe that you are sincerely sorry because if you actually were, you'd be putting more effort into trying to right your wrongs, right? And to be a better person as opposed to coming on television and convincing us that you're a better person mm. without doing the work, you know? And I also would love to get your opinion on this because people are saying online that people like me who are calling him out are bullying. That we're bullying him, that he's one person. A group of people flew a flag over the jungle, saying that he should get out of the jungle because of how many lives were lost at his hands. And some people online were saying, quite a lot of people actually were saying that it's too much. He's just one person. How much can one person take? And what, what would you say to that? It's not bullying. Holding someone accountable is not bullying. Sure, there's a point where it becomes harassment if it's unjustified. But this isn't unjustified. Like, people aren't bullying J.K. Rowling just by saying what you're saying is transphobic. Mm. Holding someone to account is not the same as bullying. And sure, you can say that there's a line where it becomes bullying. And because that isn't objective, it's going to change from person to person. So if you're a Matt Hancock apologist, then you're going to think it's bullying. But if you're not, then you're going to see it as being held accountable. So, okay, some people will say it's bullying, but I don't think that's the case because that's not where I stand on the issue. And what are you meant to do philosophically in these cases? I would go with the majority view as the deciding factor in whether it's bullying or not. And I think that there are very few people that would agree that it's bullying. For me... And you're right in terms of bullying being what is and isn't bullying is subjective. So some people are always going to be able to throw that in there to justify their opinion because there's no concrete, you could open up a dictionary, but even then, like, you could kind of debate the point, right? But for me, how I personally see it is that I think I can say with confidence, you have deliberately made a step, you've gone out of your way to go on a TV show to repair your image. That's what you've done. I, I, he's not on there to have a little kiki and a little fun time and eat some worms, right? Even the celebrities in there who haven't done the wrongs that Matt Hancock has done mm. are still in there to get some sort of uh, kickback. I think most people who watch celebrity TV shows would say that that is the case. Yeah. So I think I'm going to say with confidence that you are also one of those people, Matt Hancock. Yeah. And so therefore, if you have gone out of your way to put yourself in a position where you're on a TV show trying to repair your image, me then critiquing your attempt to repair your image because I feel like you need to be held accountable for your wrongs to an extent which hasn't happened yet, I don't think that is bullying. No. I think that's me meeting you where you're at. 
That's where you're at. I haven't knocked on your door. I haven't dived into your Twitter DMs. I haven't started a campaign out of thin air. You have gone on TV. You've gone on TV and have you just happened to be on TV, I don't know, talking about your constituency and the plans you have for them. And then I'm like, boom, tomato, tomato, tomato. No, you're on TV talking about the wrongs that you did, trying to repair your image. And so if I'm like, ah, that's not bullying. No. Yeah. You've invited me to have that conversation with you. And then for you to turn around, or people who support you to turn around and say that people like me are bullying, what you're actually trying to do is silence people. Mm. What you're doing is don't talk. Don't talk, okay? Your voice doesn't matter. How you feel doesn't matter. Because right now, we're just trying to, we're to just let this happen. Because he's just some, he's just, some, it's just like, he's just an average guy, you know? He's just an average guy, let him live. Yeah, because then- Give me a break. If, if that's bullying, then he's just invulnerable to criticism. You can't criticise anyone. You can't criticise someone who has made mistakes that have led to the deaths of 31,000 people in a care home. You're not allowed to criticise them because that's bullying. It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. Please. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. And so, yeah. And the thing is, to kind of get towards the end of this conversation, what really, really grinds my gears and just makes me really frustrated is the fact that it's going to work. Yeah. I don't want it to work. I genuinely don't want it to work. I really, really hope that it doesn't work. But I just, I have no faith that it won't work. I mean, look at Boris. Boris, people were already happy to have Boris back as prime minister. Right. Despite Partygate. Oh, water under the bridge. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump has urged it to run again. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I want to ask you about ITV. We said we'd get back to it. Are they... I think they are probably also to blame here. Because they accepted Matt Hancock onto the jungle, knowing full well that it would cause a lot of pain to a lot of people. Mm. But they did it for the views, the clicks, the engagement. I don't see many people blaming them at all. But it was their decision. So I have seen some people okay. blame ITV for it. I've seen some people come for Anton Deck, which I don't necessarily think is, I don't really agree with that, to be honest with mm. you. They are just doing a job. Even the people in the camp, I've got to be so honest with you, if I was in the camp, I'd make my point clear, but then I would just get on with it because ultimately I'm in uh, the jungle with you. Or I would leave. Yeah. I would either leave if I felt that strongly I would stay and just get on with it because you, you just have to, you're in an enclosed environment, you have no choice. ITV, I think, and maybe this is just like the cynic in me, but yes, they did know the reaction that it was gonna have, they must have done, but ultimately it's, it's a broadcaster, it's a TV show. I don't necessarily think that Matt Hancock is such a, okay, so like if he was a convicted criminal, I think that would be different. Now, some may see him as a criminal, mm. right? That's a whole other thing. But he technically hasn't been charged, right? There's an ongoing inquiry. Sure, yeah. The actions he took, the choices he made, did lead to a lot of deaths. So you could say that he does have blood on his hands. But what, basically what I'm trying to say is that ultimately they are a broadcaster. They are looking to get as many eyes on a TV show as possible. This person is not an actual convicted criminal. And so therefore he's just a controversial figure so arguably, I could see why, I, I would say they shouldn't have had him on, but I could see why that decision might have been made and they may not necessarily see it as an immoral one. Or all broadcasters have been making a moral decision since the beginning of time. I mean, there's a whole wider discussion yeah. when it comes to 
or companies working with talent and who they should and shouldn't work with yeah. and to what extent we should be holding them accountable. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. So I think maybe we just like park that for another day. Yes. Yeah. And on that, I think it's time to move from one bumbling buffoon Woo! to another. So as you may know, Benji, Elon Musk recently bought Twitter. Who's Elon Musk? <laughs> I'm joking. It finally went through. <laughs> No one was expecting it to actually happen, but it did. And Twitter has been an absolute thunderstorm since then. I want to go through a few, a few of the things, if you'll allow me. Feel free. So the prefix to this is that Elon Musk appears to be an absolutist in terms of freedom of speech. He wants freedom of speech to be unfiltered, right? And that was kind of his MO, his modus operandi for buying Twitter. And so when he bought it, he tweeted, comedy is legal again, was his idea, because people in the past have been banned for making jokes that Twitter deemed to violate their guidelines. And so he said comedy is legal again. Since then... He has introduced the Twitter Blue, where you sort of pay $8 a month for verification on Twitter. Yeah, and some other, like... Yeah, yeah, there are some, yeah. After he brought that in, people started buying their verifications and using it in ways that Elon perhaps hadn't intended them to be used. So people started making parody accounts that seemed real because they were verified. And that's the whole point of verification, right? Is that you're a big enough person that there will be people trying to impersonate you, perhaps for their own profit, perhaps for your detriment. So when you're Nike, the brand, you get verified so people know you're the real Nike. But with Elon's verification, that was no longer the case. So people started buying verification ticks and changing their names to imitate famous people or brands. And particularly Tesla was one of the brands that was oh, imitated. Really? Yeah. And Elon Musk was one of the people imitated. <laughs> and Elon Musk did not like this at all. Okay, some of them are too far. Like Tesla, one of the tweets from a fake Tesla account that seemed real was like, we've just crashed a second car into the World Trade Center. And it's like, well, it's oh a bit God. far. It's a bit far. And there's a whole meme of loads of different ethnicity Elon Musks. So there's like Italian Elon Musk, French Elon Musk, and they all had the blue ticks. And so you've just got Italian Elon Musk verified. And it's like, hey, I'm Mega the Rockets. Or like, I send a calzone into space. I don't pay the taxes. And Elon Musk was not happy with these things. Mm. And he started banning these accounts, right? Okay. The man who bought Twitter so that he could unban all of these accounts and make comedy legal again mm. has started restricting people's free speech. I just want to go through a few of the funniest ones. Are you going to talk about the insulin situation? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because that was the most mind-blowing yeah. thing to come out of this for me. We'll start with that one. Eli Lillian Company, Blue Tick, posted... We are excited to announce insulin is free now. Now, for a bit of backstory, especially in the US where healthcare isn't 
nationalized. Medicine is very expensive. And I think like the HIV medication, mm. insulin was something that was just bought up all by one person, one company, and hiked the prices massively to profit from shocking, awful amounts of people needing insulin to survive. Yeah, that's pretty it's very poignant to impersonate that company mm. and be like, insulin's free now, guys. Yeah, but their stock dropped. Oh, like did 4 it? billion. Yes. Really? Because people thought that it was real to the extent that investors lost confidence in the company <laughs> and their stock dropped like $4 billion. <laughs> yeah. No, genuinely, it caused like, a crisis for the company. They had to come out and release all these statements being like, that's not true, that's not us, it, our insulin is not free, all of this. I saw Jeremy Corbyn came out and basically acknowledging that it was fake, because being yeah. like, well, actually, insulin shouldn't cost this much. Elon Musk responded to that, saying that actually, insulin isn't that expensive. There's a more expensive version of it, but actually some insulin is like cheaper. And then got fact-checked by a ton of people who use insulin, and be like, no, actually, it's all very, very expensive. So it started this like whole discourse yeah. and debate. And as the debate was going on, the stocks for this company were just like plummeting. Yeah. So it was it was amazing for me because it was something that was clearly started as a joke. Yeah. That was done as a joke. It started off as a joke, but actually kind of ignited a really important conversation. Yeah. I don't know what actual impact that conversation mm. is going to have, and in real sense, I'm sure their stock is probably going back to normal now. Yeah. But it was really interesting how. Yeah, it just like started discourse about something really, really important. Insulin should not be, I mean, it's free in this country. You shouldn't have to be like figuring out how you're going to pay for your next hit or something yeah. you need to live. And this starts to touch on why freedom of speech, although it's good to have some level of freedom, completely unregulated speech, not necessarily a good idea, mm -hmm. as Elon Musk was starting to find out. Mm -hmm. So then there were other ones that were quite funny, like okay. Dave Chappelle, obviously not actually Dave Chappelle, uh -huh. being like, trans women are women, no longer team turf, which like, it's my, it's the people, it's the poignancy, you know? It's the like, what? Your no, mouth is know, because, No, as in like, because I'm just thinking about that. I just, it just brought it back. The yeah. He, the awful stuff. That he Can did. we also just talk yeah. about Dave, Dave Chappelle being like, you can't say anything now. I've been cancelled so many times. And then goes on to SNL. If you're on SNL, you haven't been cancelled. And also, it's not that you're cancelled. It's that your jokes aren't funny. Yeah. I watched that SNL monologue. It was so unfunny. Mm. Like, you're a comedian. You're meant to make us laugh. Yeah. Don't just say transphobic and anti-Semitic things and then be upset when we don't find it funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's your job to make things funny, make not funny. for us to find you funny. <laughs> but that is the real... Not to stray too far away from what we're talking about here, but that is actually a huge thing that people like him ignore. You could actually make a really awful, prejudiced, just bottom of the barrel joke. And it will always not be okay. But if it's actually funny, mm. a lot of people will turn a blind eye. Yeah. And they conveniently overlook that. Because most of the time, almost all the time, the jokes just aren't funny. Yeah. It's, oh, man in a dress. Like, it's not funny. It's just offensive. Yeah. Anyway. 
Another of the funny, sort of poignant Twitter ones was someone impersonating Rudy Giuliani, who was Donald Trump's lawyer, saying, I stand with Kyrie Irving and Kanye West because George Soros once pushed me down in the street and I was stuck on my back like a turtle (laughs) for several minutes. What? I'm I'm just (laughs) laughing at the idea of Rudy Giuliani on his back. Like a title. But it's believable which other ones. Then there was like someone imitating the Pope. Okay. As the Apostle tells us in 2 Corinthians 11 to 14, the wicked may pose as the righteous and lay snares to trap the unwary. Social media has worsened this phenomenon. Our blessed store is the only authorized source for indulgences at $8 a month. Brackets, <laughs> link in bio. And then like Pope John Paul I, Interesting that none of you are talking about how I was murdered by the Mafia and Vatican Bank. Maybe Google Gladio and open your third eye. I don't get that one. It's just like a potential conspiracy theory of a Pope who's been dead for so long. Okay. <laughs> the Twitter handle is Rest in Pontifex, which is funny. Like, rest in peace, the Pontifex, the Pope. Sorry, like, this is now my ignorance. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Just, all you had to do was laugh. Okay. To, all you had to do was laugh. Sorry. So you... Pontifex, Pontifex Maximus is the high priest of the College of the Pontiffs. So the Pope. Oh, okay, right, yeah. got you. Yeah, no, so I, just, I don't like to be insincere with my laugh. <laughs> I like to laugh sincerely. Fair enough. Yeah. I saw you. There was one from O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, that I wasn't I sure if I screen. should say that. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait, sorry, that's not funny. That's not funny. Let right. Let me swallow that line. Right. Let me swallow that line. Right. I'm swallowing it. It's like... Apologies, that's not funny. The things that you're not sure whether you're meant to laugh at. But so Uh, after all of these parodies, right, the most ironic one was Kathy Griffin, who's a really well-known comedian in the States, imitating Elon Musk, parodying him as so many people were and getting her account suspended for it. And it's just the peak of irony because Elon Musk being like comedy is legal again and then suspending a comedian. (laughs) <laughs> and also, Kathy Gri- Griffith, you say? Yeah, Griffin. Yeah, Griffin, that's it. That's also especially, like, ironic. The, the irony is especially tasty with that one. Because she had the whole controversy when Donald Trump was in power with the, the head, the fake head. So, essentially, uh, Kathy Griffin did some sort of a skit when Donald Trump was still in office that involved her essentially trashing him and then whipping out a fake head, like bloodied head, essentially insinuating that Donald Trump should be decapitated. And basically got completely dragged through the mud. She had to deactivate for like several months. Donald Trump called her out personally. Like it was a whole thing. And she lost like a ton of brand deals. It was a big deal. People were saying that she went too far. Mm. And even people who were anti-Donald Trump were saying that you can't speak about our president like that. You're essentially wishing death upon our president. Like it's, it's awful. So it's just funny that that happened to her. And someone who's saying comedy is legal again, free speech, free speech, is now silencing her. Yeah. Who's very much an advocate for that. She was like, look, it's a free country. Yeah. I can say what I like. Yeah. 
Especially about this awful Cheeto. Yeah. And speaking of awful Cheeto, Trump, yeah. he was also parodied. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Someone posted, Donald Trump, Melania, I swear to God, if you take my Xbox again, I will deport you. <laughs> and then oh. Melania Trump posted, I'm getting divorced. It's very tiny, by the way. And Fred Trump said, the one time I forgot to wear a condom. His dad. Oh, Fred is... Oh, oh. <laughs> also, some other funny ones were like, BP posting, just because we killed the planet doesn't mean we can't miss it. Ben Shapiro, the difference between sex and gender is I've never wanted to have gender with my sister. Do you remember when Ben Shapiro essentially came out and confessed that he'd never made his wife be aroused? No. So it was when Cardi B came out with what? With uh, Megan Thee Stallion. And he basically came out and was saying that the song is like really graphic and you know, the women are debating themselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it was this particular tweet. He said, as I also discussed on the show, my only real concern is that the women involved who apparently require a bucket and a mop, which if you remember the song, yeah. it's get a bucket and a mop for this wet ass, you know, cause it's so wet get the medical care they desire. My doctor's wife's differential diagnosis, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or tripness, essentially. So insinuating that there's something wrong with these women mm. but getting especially wet. Yeah. Because that is not something that women's, you know, genitals do. Right. That's not something that happens to Ben Shapiro's wife. Yes. Yeah, well, to be fair, Ben Shapiro doesn't need a parody account. Like, he does well enough doing it himself. And I thought that was just so... And so his response, I'm sorry that your wife has never... Anyway, DM me her email and I'll change that for her. Some more, some more <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so all of these parodies came account. Yeah. And then Elon Musk is like, oh, if you want to do a parody account, you have to write parody in... Uh, the title of the name. So then people started doing that, but he was like, no, you did it wrong. You have to do it before or whatever. And then like, it just, it got, Ethan Klein from the H3H3 podcast okay. did a parody of Elon Musk. Put parody absolutely everywhere. Put it in like the cover photo, put it in the account name, put it in every tweet. But then as soon as he makes reference to... Elon Musk's connection with Jeffrey Epstein, bam, banned. Whoa. Yeah. But like, you're, isn't, is Elon Musk still the richest man in the world? Is he still, does he still want that title? You're one of the richest men in the world. Yes. I imagine that he will very soon not be the richest man in the world, but. Because of this. Yeah. Why do you care? Yeah. Why do you care? And I know we've said this about Joe Rowling and all these other rich people who are just doing too much on the internet. Why do you care? If I had even a single billion, mm. just one billion, one tiny little billion, the way I would ghost, I'm so yeah. sorry, you would not see... No, I would podcast disappear. podcast would not be happening. Yeah. Yeah. I would not be on TikTok. I'm not saying I wouldn't be doing like good work and mm. stuff. Like I'd still be, you know, fulfilling my passions and putting good out into the world and all that yeah. stuff. But you would not see me online. For, mm. for who? Yeah. But I think, okay... I think what it is, once you've got all that money, yeah. the only thing you're missing is the fame, the recognition. You want everyone to know your name. Mm. That's what they crave. Yeah. They want to be known by everyone. They want to be important. 
Yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah, you're right. It's pretty sad. It's really sad. I would just bugger off as well. I would be in Bali and you would never hear from me on social media again. <laughs> Ever again. Like, Do you want to be that yeah. guy? What happened to him? <laughs> Whatever happened to him as you just sit like <laughs> your pina colada on the beach. <laughs> but you wouldn't even know I was rich. Yeah. Yeah. You would just be like, oh, I hope he's okay. He just yeah. disappeared. Yeah. But so yeah. then, yeah. So basically... What happened, and it's not at all surprising, is he bought a company, and I've said this before in TikToks, Elon Musk doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to his views on free speech. He may be clever in the realm of like Tesla and stuff. That's up for debate. But what's not up for debate is the fact that he is not a philosopher. He's not someone who studied freedom of speech. He just has views that he's never sought to look into and because he's got so much money he's then imposed those views on the rest of the world mm. immediately seen how it backfires and tried to like backpedal be like oh no you've got to say parody you've got to do this you've got to do that and, and realizing that absolute free speech is not a good thing no and i think it's a taste of his own medicine and it's really funny and i'm glad it's happened but it's like so infuriating to see these people because it's not just him right people are always decrying oh we don't have freedom of speech freedom of speech is so important what about my freedom of speech and this is like the perfect example of this is why we don't have fully unregulated freedom of speech yeah and why we shouldn't have it i agree because then people can actually do damage by impersonating a brand and making people excited that their insulin is going to be free mm. that's why we have regulation in place yeah so i'm glad it's come to light you know and yeah. it's come to light in a pretty funny way so yeah i'm happy <laughs> yeah it's been exciting times to be on twitter mm. i am on twitter i lurk i don't quite don't post as i mentioned before on the podcast at another time but yeah it's, it's been a good time to be on twitter you know a lot of exciting stuff on there also a scary time to be on twitter because it's such an important platform and I just really hope that it comes back from yeah. this mess. Yeah. But yeah. Should we wrap up? Yeah, I think so. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, we really appreciate you. And we'd appreciate you even that little tiny bit more. If you could please rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify podcast. It really, really, really helps us out. Please, please do follow us on social media. Our app on TikTok and Instagram is TikToks Podcast. Please do follow us, engage with the content on there. Let us know what you think about the topics and our discussions. You can also email us at thetiktokspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to suggest uh, videos that we um, should talk about on the podcast and yeah what else is that it slay period and we will see you on the next episode which we're about to record right now <laughs> bye bye